Jones. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joining us, I always am, by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. Also joined by Intern Corey, and it's an Intern Corey pick today. I'm sorry. This is his fault. Yeah, I'm real sorry. Corey, I came up with this remake month, and Brett threw Nightmare on Elm Street out, and I said, that's going to be my biggest struggle to get through. No doubt. I'm not saying this is worse than that. Don't take me as that at all. This was my biggest struggle to get through. Yeah, I... You had no clue how many times I wanted to call you and be like, hey, I'm going to do something else. No, th- you made your bed. You lie in it now. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I said to myself. I'm like, you know, maybe the Child's Play remake isn't such a bad idea. Yeah, how in remake month did we get one good remake? Like, I argue too, but... Eh. Because, like, I, I, I seriously, I thought about calling you or messaging you guys so many times, like, hey, how about, like, the Evil Dead remake or chi- Child's Play? Now, no, I, I already did my notes. I am going to stick up for this movie a little bit. I did like parts of it. There's oh, quite a few things I did like about it, and I feel like if it wasn't two and a half hours long, I would like it a lot more. It seemed like there was a lot that could have been trimmed out of this, and it's not even to make it, like, super tight. I like the looseness of it and how it kind of stretches out. Like, it doesn't feel, like, extremely rushed. I like that it kind of takes its time, but it takes way too much time. Yeah, like, like, I'm not, this isn't, like, I didn't absolutely, like, abhor this movie. It's just, uh, of my, of my picks... Unless you count Rob Zombie's monsters, this is my least favorite. I'll put it this way. I, Brett is going to yell at me for this. But when we did The Lighthouse, I told Brett, <laughs> I can't say it's a bad movie because it's executed well, I can tell. Yeah. like The cinematography, the acting is great. I don't like it, though. I, I don't like it. That's my thing with this, except I can pick on other things. Like it, I logged on and saw that. That runtime, like you got to be kidding me right now. I didn't even look at the runtime. Had I seen, honestly, had I done any research on this at all, I would have looked at that runtime and been like, <laughs> no. I'm glad that everyone can play, blame the intern for this, so that's good. Yes. I blame the intern for this, and I am and, the intern. And you know what's even funnier is you had to buy it on Blu-ray because you didn't have Prime. Yeah. You own this now. I did. I do. eBay. (laughs) I didn't even have to buy it because I was, as I was looking through my old Blu-rays, I found it in there. Like I didn't realize. You already had it? I had bought this years ago, apparently. Nice. Oh, I think it was on like a black Friday sale at the Walmart at some point. Oh, that makes sense. And I just, and it was like $3. So I picked it up and completely and completely forgot I owned it. Now, I will say, Queen Mia Goth is in this movie, so that's something going for it. And she's, like, they're, like I can't even point at any of the actors and say they're bad no. actors in this. I can't... No, there's no bad performance. No, it's, it's a well... It's a well-done movie. I just didn't care for it. It's not me. I love Tilda Swinton in her three roles. Yeah, like Tilda Swinton was great. Uh, Dakota Johnson was great. Um, those are the only actors' names I really remember. Um, like this really feels like a movie that like you really have to be a pretentious son of a bitch from a black lagoon to really enjoy. <laughs> see, see, Brandon, that's how you properly work a dig into an episode. You don't just tag it on at the end, you douche. You know I'll, I'll pull the curtain like. back here real quick, Corey. We, Brandon forgot, and we had stopped recording, and we had to go back in so Brandon <laughs> could put that in. Like, you know, th- this feud is starting to feel one-sided. Like, like I'm putting all the work into it here, and he's just phoning it in. I, I, I don't even know anymore. You know what this movie reminded me of was The Godfather. Of If you're in the mood to watch The Godfather, it's amazing and perfect. If you're not in the mood to sit down and watch The Godfather, it's like, holy fucking shit, can we get going, please? 
So I yeah. feel like in a if I was ready to watch this kind of movie, I would like it a lot more. I was just in, wasn't ready for so much pretentiousness. This was stuffy enough. I thought you might like it. I'm like, I don't know. Brett might like this. I liked it quite a bit. And then it would lose me. And then it would kind of get me back. And then it would lose me again. Yeah, I was, yeah. This was too stuffy and pretentious for me. And like, I, I, I know Greg likes to, to rag on my boy Vincent Price about being pretentious and stuffy. But like, this was like a whole other, this is like a whole other level. Yeah, this is a different kind of stuffy. I didn't yeah. think I'd be like the champion of this movie going into this. I was like, well, actually, I did quite kind of like it, but I just wasn't really in the mood for it. Do you know my favorite parts of Suspiria are the wild kills goblin. and the goblin score? Do you know yeah. what neither of them are in this movie? N- none of those kills from Suspiria or the score from Suspiria. Yeah, yeah like, like ha- the way I, is this movie almost exists as the exact opposite side of the coin from the original whereas the original it's like hyper colored and you know every once in a while you just have claudio simonetti and goblin just like going off on an organ solo whereas this one is just like life is hard and everything sucks yeah it's and also i feel like they tried to give the the i hate this term listeners oh but they tried to give it the elevated horror treatment and i don't like it no, no. Um, yeah, the, not the, the the end scene was really cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm not coming in here to destroy this completely. Yeah, that was awesome. What do you mean, the old man forgetting like that his wife was a thing? No, I mean the climax scene. Oh, yes, okay. the climax scene. Talking about the actual very end. What should have been the end? Yes. 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 Not not the three endings that followed. Yeah. This this just kind of felt like a sanitized version of Suspiria. Like and then that that's not Suspiria to me. And I know it's remakes, they all changed it. But this didn't capture any of that charm from that original or that the feeling or anything for me. Because honestly, I know she's at a dance school in Suspiria and everything, and it's a big part of the movie, but it doesn't feel like a dance movie to me. This is very no. much a dance movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they leaned hard on it. Alright. The original episode for this is episode 160, if anyone wants to hear our thoughts on the original Suspiria. And let's get through this. Yeah, let's do that. Let's record this fucker. I I guess. (laughs) Alright, we're introduced to our first change instantly, because we have act cards. Let me do my credits. I'm not giving any. Go ahead. Director Luca Guadagnino. Um, a shit ton of producers. Written by David Jabandida. Original writer, Dario Argento. There you go. And Dario Nicolodi. You just wanted to say Argento's name so we could remind yeah. people that, that a better version of this exists. I was looking, I was like, I wonder if they gave him like a producer thing on this. They didn't. Oh, he's nowhere near this movie, you can tell. No. But we get act cards, and it's 1977, and making her second appearance in Remake Month, Chloe Grace Moritz goes to see her psychologist, I think? Yeah. Yes. Which is Tilda Swinton playing an old man playing an old man. Yes. And luckily it doesn't look like bad grandpa makeup. Like, no. where it's like you can tell it's fake old man. Like, if you weren't, if I didn't know beforehand that was Tilda Swinton, I'd be like... That just is probably a, a younger actor who they put like a little bit of old man makeup on, like the exorcist type thing. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be like, oh shit, that's Tilda Swinton? <laughs> I didn't know it was her. No, she does great in this movie. She ta- she really like chews the scenery when she can in her own kind of way of just acting the fuck out of everything. I, I like Tilda Swinton. Like, she's, oh, yeah. she's just one of the. Although my favorite role of hers is in What We Do in Shadows when she plays herself on the Vampiric Council. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but she's freaking out, and this is an unplanned visit, and she goes, I have to tell Sarah to get out of there. She's worried because she says Mother Marcos wants to get inside of her. We'll get to Mother Marcos later. Jesus is more terrifying this time, I'll say that. Also, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> and she puts all the portraits face down, and that's the end of that. 
And then it cuts to this Mennonite family that we will go to many times, and I'm ashamed how long it took me to admit to realize why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I kind of figured it was her her family because she says about being Mennonite or Amish or whatever. But, like, I'm like, why? She left. Why do we keep cutting back to it? I don't know. Well, there for a second, I had to be like, is there time travel? Is this like the 1800s? It's like, oh, no, they're Mennonites. Okay. Susie shows up in Germany at the dance studio, and she auditions, and Madame Blanc, who rarely sits in auditions, sits in on hers, and she's told she's in. She doesn't even have to go home. She's ready to stay right away. Also, Tilda Swinton. Yes. <laughs> I also, real quick, love Tilda Swinton in her most Tilda swinton role in this movie. It looks like her. Um, I do like when Susie shows up in, like, the subway or bus station or whatever in Germany. Did you see the punks in the corner? Then they're immediately harassed by the cops. Yes. Yeah. I like when she shows up at the dance studio and they're like, I tried to call the hotel to tell you not to come. Today is a bad day, but here you are anyway. So, her. <laughs> she's like the, uh, she's almost treated like the, uh, the ugly man who doesn't understand that they're calling him ugly in the first one. Oh, right. But she learns she's replacing this girl, Patricia, who left under sad circumstances. And that night she meets Sarah, Mia Goth. We don't get a line that all girls whose names that start with S are snakes. This time. Yeah. (laughs) Again, lacking in the writing. (laughs) Act two, Palaces of Tears. And I guess this is like a vote for control of who's going to be leading this is only amongst the yeah. leaders of the school, none of the students or anything. And they all vote and Blanc, Marcos, Blanc, Marcos, Marcos wins. And they all say long live Marcos and then have a nice breakfast together. Which this one does something different than the original does of the original. It's like at the like end, you're like, oh, witches. This one at the very beginning, it's like, yeah, they're, they are witches. A lot of it's their story. Yeah, they definitely they are like, yes, these are witches. They're, you know. Some of them are okay witches. Most of them are not okay witches. And as listeners know, I have come to find out I love witch movies. I I enjoy most witch movies as well. Yeah. Most. We cut to old man getting off the train in Berlin. I'm not even going to bother all the times we see him just walking to his destinations, but there's a lot of them. And it's just great because he's just old man walking. It's great. Just... I wish just Tilda Swinton was just old man. <laughs> can, can, can we get can we get a, a, a movie of just Tilda Swinton as this character, just like like a slice of life movie where it's just like, it's like a, a day in the life of this character? You know, just walking around Berlin, grumbling, maybe feeding some pigeons. Like the dark version of Up. Yes. <laughs> Oop. Uh, Susie has her first dance class the next day, and in the middle of this dance routine, Susie's allowed to sit out and join in as she feels ready, but in the middle of the routine, Olga just snaps out, and thinking something's happened to Patricia, she quits and runs out and yells, witches, as she's leaving. Yeah, and it's very much of, it's, you keep waiting for the big thing of them being like, no, you are not allowed to leave, but they keep, like, saving face almost, of like, oh yes, you can go anytime you please. We're just going to shove you into a mirror room and put powers into Susie's hands and feet and fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, this is wild because Susie volunteers to dance the lead at first. Like, no, no, it's too complicated. She kind of pleads her case. They let her try it out here. And like you said, Madame Blanc, Tilda Swinton, again, goes up to her and like does something like waves her hand over for a second. Then Susie starts dancing underneath. Olga is in this mirror studio room, and as Susie's dancing, she starts, like, contorting kind of with her movements, but her hand, like, snaps back at first and stuff like this. Like, you see her ribcage, like, pop out of her side. Her skin, like, horribly contorts and becomes, like, discolored and shit. At one point, uh, she's pissing herself, and there's, like, all this snot, and, like, she starts, like, vomiting. Like, it's really horrific. Yeah, like, this was one of the, like, again, like, this wasn't like a poorly made movie. Like this scene was really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
She folds into a pretzel by the end of it, and I thought died, but does not. That the, the whole like jaw, like the jaw thing, where her jaw uh, just like starts, her lower jaw just starts like pooling away from her face. Yeah, and you think she's dead, and she's not, and you feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, they basically turn her into the bastard child of Belial and Victor Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> But Susie collapses at the end because she just did some super spell she doesn't realize. And then back at her room that night, why does she pee in a cup? I think they're testing them for drugs. Because the witches need pee. And that's why they also cut her hair later because they need hair. Yeah, I mean... Witches love pee in hair. I'm sure the reason they give is they're testing for drugs, especially since this is in um, post-war East Berlin. That makes sense. But, yeah, another Mennonite flashback randomly that means nothing. But then you see all the witches come and hook Olga and carry her away with these, like, hay bale hooks that they carry around with them all the time. Which I enjoyed. And they're really cool looking, like, meat hooks. They're not, like, just a Texas Chainsaw Massacre meat hook. They're, like, specially fancy designed ones just for, like, fancy witches. Yeah. And they take her to the secret room behind the mirror, which is our secret room this time. It's not in the flower room, and you follow the irises. Right. No, it's just a room behind the mirror. Susie's meeting with Madame Blanc, and she says the dance felt like how it must feel to fuck. And she's like, fuck a man? She's like, no, more like an animal. And I love Madame Blanc, like, kind of snickers at that. (laughs) (laughs) She has a weird dream that night. Uh, Flashes to her childhood, to the dance, and then to scary stuff and everything going on here. Which kind of I get at the end of the movie. Okay, can we jump ahead and address the big twist? Okay. Yeah. Does, does she already know that she's mother whatever? She's mother Suspirium. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I think she's she's figuring it out through the movie. Like I th- I think at this point she has there's just no clue. And okay. Like this, so it's not like she showed up with this great plot that she was going to take back no, over and everything. No, okay. no, no. I, I, I don't think she knew at all. I think being there and the witches doing the spells on her awakened the Mother Suspirium in her. Okay. It, it kind of keeps going back to when you kind of do those like flashbacks to her childhood. Like at one point, they're studying the United States and she keeps like obsessively like circling Berlin and writing Berlin and stuff. Like it's almost been destined that this is yeah. going to happen for her. Like she, she yeah. may have subconsciously known, but she definitely didn't consciously know about it. No. That makes sense. Then, Act 3, Borrowing. Uh, Two investigators come to investigate Patricia's disappearance, and this other lady tells them that she is Madame Blanc. If I got that correct? Yeah, yeah. And Susie and Sarah, while this is going on, are sneaking around the office looking through files to find Patricia and Olga's stuff, I think. But Susie opens this door and sees the cops frozen in place (laughs) as all the witches are laughing at his dick. They're laughing and playing with his dick with, like, the meat hook. But, like, like flopping it around, like, oh, look at it! It's so funny! Corey, (laughs) explain your pick to me. I had never seen it before! I'm like, oh, how bad can it be? It reminds me a little bit of, like, when in Mandy, when the cult leader gets naked, and then she just starts laughing at him. Yeah, and then later we see the cops just leave, like, they clearly mind-wiped or something during this. Like, yeah. the investigation went fine. So they could just mind-wipe people and play with dicks and laugh at them. That's not right. Yeah. Don't laugh at dicks. Maybe he's a grower, not a shower. Like, the only thing I could think of during this scene, because I've been watching that show Dave, about the rapper Lil Dicky, was just, my dick sucks. My dick sucks. <laughs> I don't know this, so, okay. <laughs> You wouldn't, you Brett would enjoy it. Okay. Uh, um, you know that skit too, where it's um, I forget who does it, but it's the he's in the old man makeup in the middle of the mall, and it's the horrible old man makeup. It's like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be around. They're like, what do you mean? You want to die? He's like, I just don't want to be around. It was, I kept thinking it would be so funny if it was Tilda Swinton as the old man in this, but they did it horribly like that, but don't address <laughs> it. <laughs> 
that might have made this movie more entertaining. It would have been funny. <laughs> this is me trying to entertain myself while like old man is walking around doing boring things and there's dancing going on. They're like, oh no, you must leap higher. Reach for the stars. Don't be grounded on the earth. Feel it in your soul. That's pretty much right where we're at, because they're in class, they're working on a new piece, but Susie's supposed to improvise. But then you see the scary Marco's hand reaching to her from below. Which, it's so funny, they bring up later, where um, Madame Blanc is like, you stuck Marcos in the crawl space behind, underneath the floor? They're like, she requested it! It was like, we must take care of her, and you stuck her in a dirty crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's later they're talking, but she wanted to feel Susie for herself, that's why. And now Mother wants her. Susie's just, like, basically having an orgasm all over the floor, once again. Yes. I just I just want to be on the floor. <laughs> Susie that night asked Sarah if she felt something weird during the dance. If that's the sort of thing Patricia would say. And, you know, right there, that should be a red flag. Yep. Oh, the missing woman? <laughs> All the witch leaders are out to eat later, and they're discussing needing a witness, but they're discussing it, like, telepathically? Yeah, that, their head. The, this is the first time they do that, and they do not explain to us that they can do that until much later in the movie. Well, I, I was just thinking it. of that terrible scene from Phantasm 2, where we're talking through our minds and the big, dumb, goofy smile. <laughs> I love this scene a little bit where they're talking. They're almost like acting like old friends and like humans, but they're telepathically talking like, well, it's really good that they see us out like this, where they're believed that we're like normal. That night, Susie has more nightmares and Sarah hears and goes over to check on her. And then act four taking. Uh, the old man, we get a name, Joseph Klemper. Yes. He because, goes to it, check with the, because it matters, like, that he has a name. It does not. It doesn't. He goes to che check in with the police, and they say they didn't see anything unusual because they don't remember being hypnotized and having their dicks played with, with meat hooks. <laughs> no. I, I do have an overwhelming sense of shame when I think about that building. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then we get a tiny bit of dialogue about how his wife meant, went missing in 1943. Um. After class that day, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> when we get to the cool stuff, I'm excited. Yeah. Class that day, Susie has a seizure after class. I never really addressed. No, it wasn't Susie. That was the one that they like. Wasn't that the one that oh, they were like trying the to have? Jumping her girl did. You're right. Yeah, the yeah. jumping girl. It it doesn't matter. It's not important. Nothing in this movie matters. <laughs> but Joseph's just creeping around the school, which I feel like should get him arrested. But he sees the girls and goes to talk to them, and Sarah goes out to eat with him because he mentions uh, Patricia, and that's all. He, like, they're discussing about something's wrong there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, none of this matters. Yep. Susie, with her one-on-one -on -one class with Tilda Swinton, dance cannot be beautiful and cheerful again, and... Later, school leaders discuss plans for Susie to be Marco's vessel. So they let us know exactly what's going on right away with this. I That's a new plot, though, right? I don't recall that part of Suspiria. No, that was not in the original Suspiria, like, at all. Okay. Yeah, it seemed like they took bits and pieces of the original story, but they definitely played with it. You know yeah. what they don't have in this? Goblin. Goblin. Goblin and someone's exposed heart being stabbed and then thrown through a stained glass ceiling and someone getting tangled up in razor wire. Where's all the cool stuff? Yeah, I right. Know. All the cool, like I love the ultra, like bright colors and everything. Like, why yeah. is the entire gym red? No reason. It's just cool looking. That's why I love about Italian movies so much. It doesn't exactly have to make sense. It just looks and sounds cool. Yeah. But during like this, like the witch leader's discussion about this, one just stands up and stabs her own throat. Oh yeah, it's like she wants nothing to do with this anymore. It's like you've all gone too far. Like I'm out. Peace. <laughs> uh, that night, Sarah's tracing footsteps she heard, and she finds the secret mirror door. 
She finds a gooey, hairy picture frame of Madame Blanc and Mother Marcos. Yeah, it's weird. It's like skin. It's like Ed Gein's picture frame. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she hears chanting and screaming, so she grabs one of the hooks and leaves. And goes to meet with Joseph again and tells her, he tells her she should leave the school. She leaves the hook with him. When she's walking out, though, one of the instructors sees her. I'm like, she's doomed. Oh, of course. Also, yeah, why are you taking something? And it's not like you grabbed, like, the witch spell book. It's not like you grabbed a book. You grabbed a meat, a meat, uh, what, hook or whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah, those are everywhere. Like, Germany loves sausage. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how she knew the significance of this hook. Yeah. But flashback to Susie's mother dying, and the mom's like, my daughter, she's my sin. She's what I smeared on the world. Why does this mom hate her daughter so bad? I think her mom is realizing what her daughter actually is at this point. It's another mom in Remake Month that hates her daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Sarah tries warning Susie, but Susie's like, no, I'm the star pupil here. She doesn't believe her. And Act 5, all the floors are darkness. I, I won't lie. I don't get the significance of any of these act titles at all. Nah. Let's be honest. Kevin Smith did it better in Clerks. Yes. So let's call this chapter Juxtaposition. Also, think about, like, all these other students that have been there forever. Like, and they also talk about the beginning of, like, Susie, you don't really belong here, but we'll give you a shot kind of thing. All these other people did it the right way, and they, like, went up through the rankings and everything, trying their hardest. And here comes the American out of nowhere being like, I want to be number one. And they immediately just give it to her. Be like, USA, USA. I'm going to be number one because I watched a documentary a few times at a library and I snuck out to see you in New York. So I'm like better than everybody else. Also, I'm from Ohio. That explains it. I do love when she was like, when um, Madame Blanc's talking about like, this is an extremely like detailed and like hard dance to do. She's like, oh, I've watched it a hundred times on in like a movie. It's like if I was like, oh, I've seen Dracula a hundred times. I can be Bella Lugosi. I know how to bite someone's neck and suck their blood out now. I can be the greatest actor of all time. No problem. I've seen Bella Lugosi a hundred times. It's a real funny <laughs> way of saying Vincent Price. I'm not even justifying this. Um, it's show day. <laughs> And Joseph buys a ticket, and Sarah's wandering around before it's time to go on, and she finds half-dead Patricia, and a footless ghoul scares her away? <laughs> what is this? Is that the jumping girl? No, but jumping girl, I think that might be Olga. Okay. I don't know, it's just weird. It's creepy. And Marcos is there, and upstairs all the others are about to go on, it's showtime, they're wearing their weird tassel costumes, <laughs> but there's no Sarah. It's showtime! <laughs> the performance begins upstairs. Downstairs with Sarah, a hole just opens in the middle of the floor and she breaks her leg on it? Yeah. I'm like, not like, kind of breaks her leg. Like, really fucks that shit up. Oh, like, exposed bone. It, like, all of a sudden turns into, like, Freddy got fingered when, like, that guy broke his leg and then Tom Green starts licking the exposed bone. It looks exactly like that. Yeah. Man, we should have done Freddy just... got fingered instead of this. I don't think we could count it in good faith. It's not April but... 1st. I know. Yes. The witches find her, and they magically heal her leg and magically sedate her with their witch powers. And then Sarah just walks into the performance and resumes like she was there the whole time. Yep. Yeah, but she has, like, um, blank zombie stare going on. Yes. And then she just screams and collapses, and her leg is rebroken. I guess they just didn't have a very good healing spell that lasted long. I think they well, said also, something, it was something about Susie... When Susie decided to like improvise a move or something, yeah, Susie that, didn't uh, like, do everything. Yeah, Susie didn't do everything perfectly, so it didn't. The spell thing didn't work exactly. Yeah, once again, someone from Ohio fucked everything up. 
I do think there's a really cool concept, though, of using the dance for, like, witchcraft and, like, having a coven do all their moves and everything, but as dance, and that's how they get away with all this stuff and everything. Oh, I yeah. think that's a really cool idea, actually. I definitely like that. Um, I mean, if you're watching a lot of witch movies, you know, the, like the dancing around the fire, yeah. dance is a big part of, of witch, witchcraft, just in general. Yeah, so I think that's really cool to use a dance studio for that. Oh, yeah, it's it, it's cool. I Again, inherently, this is a good movie. This just isn't a good throbbing with horror movie. I, I don't know, Greg. It seems like intern Corey's known quite a bit about witchcraft. Do we need to get some stakes and some fire going? Th- that's vampire stakes. No, you tie them to the stake, the pole. Oh, the different kind of stake. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. He's being a little witchy. Yeah, you better watch yourself. Tell him to use a, tell him to use a spell and get us some better ad money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't use my magic for personal gain. Have you never watched Charmed? No. It's been a while. <laughs> but I that mean, night, me Adam comes into Susie's room and they're talking telepathically. And she says to her, "I can explain everything to you, but I think it would be wrong, though." Yeah. At this point, it's just like Susie. I, it, this almost came out of nowhere. Of like, okay, so she's fully in on. There's magical weird shit going on, and she likes it. Yeah, well, I would too, to be honest. I'm like, yeah, I can talk through my head. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'd be afraid that people could read my thoughts. Yeah, that's fair. Act 6, Suspiriorum. Here's where all the students and teachers all go out to eat together, and very symbolically, Susie and Blanc are the heads of the table. Yeah. It's also, and- like, is, is this, um right around this time too where like they are definitely having a connection where it's like if this had gone on for like an extra half an hour they'd be fucking oh yeah oh, i didn't i don't get that at all actually oh, I, I, I think it's i, I, I think it's long to think Susie's like her equal like because she's the other mother like i don't think she senses it's exactly that but she knows there's something about her like that could rival her even or something like that like, I kind of got it as, like, you know, Blanc is looking at Susie as, like, as almost like a daughter. But I also got it as maybe Susie's trying to get a little, get her a little Tilda Swinton V. <laughs> maybe. But Joseph dumps his evidence and the hook and after witnessing, because he was at that show, he saw Sarah basically die in front of him. So he just dumps everything over the bridge, the hook included. He's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm out. I'm out. No more student. No more students from this school will be my patients. I'm out. I'm done. Goodbye. I'm just a little <laughs> old man. I can't be dealing with this. I'm just gonna walk slowly back to my old house and look at the engraving of me and my wife's initials. Oh, how I miss my wife. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Before I realized what this was, I was so mad at the the chance of this. Yeah. Because his wife just walks out, who's been missing since 43, and they have this happy reunion and everything, and they're walking past the studio, and right when now, they're past the studio, she disappears. Now, do you know who the wife was? Like, who played the wife? No. That was Jessica Harper, who played, who was the lead in the original Suspiria. Yeah, she was... Oh, that was the original Susie. Susie. Yeah. That was the original Susie. I thought oh, it was cool. a cool way to like fit her into this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But she disappears, and the witches come out and drag him in, and they <laughs> the have witches. the hook somehow. The witches come out screaming, because like, it's so sad. Because like, <laughs> old man goes like walking by, and he goes like just a couple steps in front of his wife, and he turns around, and then she's gone. And he does like a old man confused look around, and it's like, where is she? Aww. And then like, a witch comes screaming at him, like, Aah! and grabs him. <laughs> screaming about making the hook dirty. <laughs> yeah. Look how dirty he made it. This. <laughs> um, Susie comes back from dinner and she starts following this shimmery light into the weird dungeon basement of this dance studio. Yes. Where a bunch of the dancers who I'm pretty sure are being like tranced into doing this are doing a dance and Sarah, Patricia, and Olga are all naked standing there as they cut them open and spill their guts out. And then the dancers dance with the guts. 
and then the weirdly deep voiced lady is weird singing and this is yeah, like a cool, see- like satanic witchy part that I enjoyed. Yeah. This yeah. part of the movie I loved. I'm like, oh, this is yeah, awesome. This, like this. In- they're ripping intestines out. They're dancing around satanically. Like they're doing like some kind of weird symbol with like how like people who are super flexible can like morph themselves into like symbols and stuff. Why don't you look at it a certain way? It looks kind of like a pentagram. Like it's yeah. pretty awesome. We get like yeah, this ass witch like woman like who looks like she's like Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Dude, so let's talk about Mother Marcos because she's here. Her appearance, she has like random, like extra skin flaps that have little baby hands on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is one of her this glasses. Is my absolute favorite part of the movie. Like, this is the best part for sure. This is this part is great. And Susie's like, "I'm ready, madam." And Mark is like, there will be nothing left inside, only space for me. I, I love the Mother Marcos voice, just that, like, out of breath, you know, I've been alive for eons. <laughs> nothing left of you. <laughs> like, like I, I, this part, I, this part almost makes it worth picking this movie. This part was cool, definitely. No one's yeah, going to yeah. deny that, I don't think. Then Blanc wants to stop the ritual. She's like, something's not right. And Marco's just, like, telepathically, like, nearly beheads Blanc, like, from the back, like a guillotine came down. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah she definitely in- nearly headless nicks her. It's yeah. pretty insane. It's awesome. But she says, you have to put down the mother that bore you. And then... Dude, I was so confused for a second, because this demon thing appears. This tall, lanky, like, not-quite-human-looking monster emerges from below, and we find out Susie is already the third mother of Suspiriorum. Um, this and, Mar- is actually, and Marcos yeah. was just, like, an imposter. This is death that Susie has manifested. It's actually the incarnation of death. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also played uh, by the same person who played Susie's mother, <laughs> whose last name just happens to be Bella. Oh, nice. Also, who is also played by Tilda Swinton. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I have a very serious question for you guys right now. Am I Am Tilda I- Swinton? <laughs> Am I Tilda Swinton? Are all three of us Tilda Swinton right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, like, Mother Suspiriorum kills Marcos, well, the Death Incarnate version does, just kills Marcos right there, and then she starts exploding the heads of all the witches who voted for Marcos, like, all of her followers. And, like, super cool head explosions, too. Then Susie rips open her chest into this, like, gory vagina-looking thing, and is like, I am the mother! Yeah, um, starts walking around, like, she walks up to the three, like Susie or yep, Susie, Patricia, Olga, and Sarah. What do you choose? Yeah, and they're all like zombies with their guts taken out, so they all wish for death, and she grants it to all of them. Well, this and, and grants them like a nice, yeah. She's like grants them like a night, like she holds them as they die, like like she gives them nice death. Now, do you think if they're like, I would like to be a normal live person again, could she do that? I would assume so. Or are they just so far gone, they're like, please kill me. <laughs> yeah, they just want that sweet release at that point. Yeah, It's like the uh, the ostrich human baby in, in uh, the Voter Die episode of South Park. Kill me! Kill me! <laughs> Dude, and so all the others just keep dancing, and it's flashing red everywhere. This is the only time we get that cool lighting that we want in Suspiria. And, and, and I, I, think that, I think that was... I think that was an homage to the original, the like when Definitely. they when they took it red. Yeah. And later, Joseph, who was there naked, tied up as the witness oh. the whole time, he leaves, and I think he's mind wiped. No, I love they like it's so funny. It's like an old man leaving a pub at like four in the morning, all disheveled, 
or it's like the sun is just coming up kind of thing. And he's all disheveled, kind of like going home, not exactly know what's going on. His hair's a mess. His shirt's untucked and all ruffled. Like they're like leading him out the door. They give him his glasses and almost go like, push him away. Like be free. (laughs) Then all the dancers are waking up the next day with no memory of the night before. They think they just had a wild night out because they were out that night. And the basic, the basement cleanup is shown and Blanc is still alive. Yeah. yeah Cause they, they lift her head up and she's like, her eyes are moving around. She's like, oh. they're like, she lives. I love the basement. And then they, like, drop, where and then they like, just drop her head. They're like, like, Oh shit. She's alive. They're doing the basement cleanup and they just have the pile of bodies and the ones like on her hands and knees with like just a rag trying to scrape the blood off. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, why do you need to clean it anyway? It's a secret satanic basement. Let it go. Oh, dude, you, it's you, gotta be pretty for the, the next satanic ritual. Yeah, but you'll want the blood in there. The blood gives it the ambiance. The devil wants new blood. That's old, icky blood. Sounds like the Susie devil's getting a little picky. Susie goes to see Joseph and she says, I regret what my daughters did to you. And she tells him what happened to his wife. And they just decide to throw this dark shit at us for no reason. And she died in a concentration camp, but was thinking only of you when she died. Why, why do we need this? Do we need to depress us just a little bit more? Yeah, this part just made me sad. It's like, my wife is at work right now and I want nothing more than a hug from her. Cause I was like, you're not in a concentration camp, right, baby? <laughs> like, I love you. <laughs> I won't let you die in the elements. She takes away the memories of all the dancer witch stuff from him and everything. He convulses. So I thought he was dying, but then he just wakes up, like, I guess, onto his happy life now. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think yeah. that they, like, because Susie's doing this as, like, a nice thing. Do you think she also erased the memory of his wife? Or did she let, at least let him remember her? I, I think he, I, th- I would assume that she let him remember the good times, but not like the super depressing, oh, hey, by the way. Yeah. And then the camera zooms in on a heart drawn on a wall, A and J, him and his wife's initials. Why is he the focus of the ending of Suspiria? I don't know. And then credits. Yeah. There was a there was like a post credit scene. I, I saw it, and it, it like was, it made and it made no sense and didn't matter. It was just Susie holding her hand up. So apparently, the original plan was there was supposed to be sequels to this monstrosity. This doesn't seem like the sequely type of movie, though. No, but, but yeah, he apparently there was planned sequels, or like one like a second seat like. They were going to go into, like, the, the other mothers or something. Like, the other two mothers. But no. because, because this movie did so poorly and lost, like, a fuck ton of money. They're like, yeah, no. Like, even the director hates this movie. Like, he's like, yeah, no. No, this he's like, it's trash and I hate it. It's not a bad... It's, it's weird because it's a bad movie and it's not a bad movie at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's just definitely... It's definitely not an us movie. Well, it's a it's the a kind of movie that I might pick. Greg said it's lighthouse esque, and like I said yeah. before, if I was in the right kind of mood, I think I would have liked this a lot more. I don't I don't think I'm ever in the mood for this kind of stuff. Sometimes I am. It'll it'll be a while before I blind pick a movie again. And sometimes they're fun. We've gotten some good ones off blind picks before. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I did kind of blind pick um, Better Watch Out. I blind picked it to watch it before I picked it. But then I really enjoyed it. I guess my final thoughts on it are, it's fine, but it's not at the same time. And it sure as hell isn't Suspiria. No, no, this in no way should be called Suspiria. Okay, I guess we'll just wrap it the way we wrapped all this entire remake month. Um, change too much, not enough, or too little. Oh, wait. <laughs> that means the same thing. Did they change too much, the right amount, or too little? Uh, too much. Too much? Brett? Too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, I would say too much. 
I love the original Suspiria because of the Goblin, because of the awesome over-the-top colors and everything. The, even like the over-the-top deaths and everything where all of a sudden there's just an exposed heart being stabbed directly. This one, like I said, it, it goes for more of the drab type. It's very muted colors and everything. It doesn't have the pop until like the very end. But yeah, definitely be in the right mood when you watch this if you want to. Yeah, the original Suspiria is an experience. You know what I mean when you're watching it? Yeah. This, I feel like they left too much out of what makes it. It's not that they changed too much, it's they left too much out. Um, yeah, the, the original Suspiria is, like you said, it's an experience to watch. And, like, I'll, there are times, like, I just put on the Suspiria soundtrack to just, like, do stuff around my house to drive to work because it makes everything feel more epic. This yeah. was kind of like, I don't want to say this was like a punishment, but like, this is something that happens to you. This, this movie happens to you when you watch it. Yes. It's, it's, it's a slog to get through. All right. You guys ready for Count of the Dead? Sure. Yes. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the with Count of the Deads. We're tallying up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Suspiria? I, if I, I, I thirteen. It's just I'm thirteen. That's a good number, right? Right. I'm I'm gonna say seventeen. Oh, Brett, you should have did your did your usual tactic. We got fourteen. Oh, damn it, <laughs> Corey. If you were counting, I know the exact one you missed. I I was kind of counting. Which one did I miss? Oh. It would have been the mother dying in the flashback. Oh, yep, that was yep. it. Okay. Because, like, I sat and I tried to count all the, like, every time someone came up and screamed Marcus's, Marcos's name, Yeah, I'm like, that's a dead one. That's a dead Which, one. That right there was, like, kind of a so bad it's good moment. Because a couple of them were, like, done well. And then a few of them, it was like, Marcos! <laughs> well, well the, the one just flat out said, Marcus. Yes. Like, yeah. Marcus Parks. <laughs> are, are, are we are we electing the uh the Greg of of last podcast on the left to the leader of the coven now? Yes. Well, that's Greg's count of the dead. Ah ah ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Sad so- Tom York noises. <laughs> What I'll do is I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do, because this movie is all about dancing and whatnot, and it's all about satanic witchy dancing. So what is the best kind of satanic witchy kind of dance? Okay. Yeah. So a number one version Wait, you're of... You're using what you did in Suspiria, but you added Satanic in front of it. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Fence, remake. Um, yeah, he, so he's remaking it again. A number one version of a Satanic witchy dance, the worst version. It's like the robot, or like the Macarena. Okay. It doesn't fit so whatsoever. that I can do. It's not Satanic at all. It's cheesy. Number ten hey, version. You leave- you leave white people at wedding dances alone. <laughs> a number 10 version of a satanic witchy dance, the best version. I would say it's, I would say the dance at the end of this was really good because it's real jerky and doesn't quite look natural or something like kind of at the end of the witch where they're just dancing around a fire, just having a great time. Yeah. Fun fact, the style of dance in this movie is called contemporary. Oh, I, I, I have feel... children. But, but, but both of the internlings do dance. So. Oh, okay. I feel like I like this movie probably the most out of anyone here, which I didn't think going into this I'd be defending it as much as I did. But I did like it from time to time. Like I said, I could see the good parts in it. So I'm going to give it six and a half dances out of ten. Four um, satanic dances out of ten. I'm just going to go ahead and agree with Greg. Four satanic dances out of ten. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't anything I will ever watch again in my life. No, it was, no. It, it 
It was so fucking boring. But then it had such a cool ending, so I had to give it credit for that. But up until that, dude, the whole, uh, what was her name, Olga, like, being turned into a pretzel thing, didn't come in until the 33-minute mark. I wrote it down. Because up yeah. until that point, I'm like, is this, did they just make it a straight-up dance movie? Yeah, it's... So, yeah, it wasn't... I can't that ending because it was cool. And like I said, it's aesthetically done well, I guess. Like... They, they hit all the technical how you make a movies, just like The Lighthouse, where I can't fault that, but my rage brings it to a four. Yeah, it's it's not on it's not a me movie. I like I said, I'll never watch it again, probably. And I just of so much of it that makes it for me is the performances. Tilda Swinton and all three roles is amazing. Like, is it Mia Goth is good in it? Dakota Johnson, I like her in it. Yeah, I, I'm just my my four has nothing to do with the acting, the directing, the it's just it's me. It's it's not you. It's me. But <laughs> Corey, I think what Brett's trying to say is we are just not as fancy as him. You know, I, I will. I'll, I'll take that. Like I ain't fancy. I do yeah. like my stuff. I go to Brett's house. He's Wearing a top hat, he has a monocle, he usually has a big cigar. Yeah, that makes sense. Still no shirt on. <laughs> still, no, still no shirt, but yes, the rest is there. <laughs> he he He's drinking his old German out of like a fine crystal brandy sifter. <laughs> <laughs> but unless you guys have anything else. I got yeah. nothing. Alright, well we hope that Suspiria has left your brain throbbing with horror. All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.